listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Coming up on Footy Talk today, James Graham, Greg Inglis and Connor Watson. We're going to be talking the Eels' first win of the season. Then I'll be touching on the Tigers' reshuffle of their spine. And we'll also be talking about some player v player beef. Welcome everybody to the latest edition of Footy Talk, brought to you by the Listener app. We've got James Graham, Connor Watson and Greg Inglis. What a game of football. Hello and welcome, lads. But wow, what honestly, what a game. Boys, there's so much been happening in the last week, hasn't it? Last night, for a grand final replay, it wasn't so much talked about. I think everybody's talking about tonight's game. But last night, I'd seen, you know, why they made it to the grand final last year. Consistent on flowing contests for, what, 83 minutes, 85, Connor? Uh, 82, I reckon, because it was only the one set, hey? And then it was the head high? Yeah. Yeah. And then they kicked for touch. And yeah, about 82. I think it was one of the best games I've seen in a long, long time. And I'm pretty sure the completion rates were like Panthers were 88% mm. and the Eels were 95%. Yeah, you're right. Which is epic. And I mean, I was there at the stadium watching and the 80 minutes, 82 minutes went that quickly. Don't you think, Jimmy? For the ball to be in play for that long, we, we were calling it on Triple M and it was, it was insane. There was just no breaks. I've got so much appreciation for... Parramatta especially both sets of players but Parramatta when you look at where their season's been so far three games before last night up to their eyeballs in the contest defence like they're four and against they've lost three they're minus 12 so they're in the fight I was worried for them man I, I thought they'd been in that situation before and by their own admission they cost themselves they shot themselves in the foot they were like look to the Melbourne game they were in total control and they managed to find a way to lose it and then you, you come to last night and you just think, you've done it again. You've found a way to, to lose this game. You've invited Penrith back in. Like, you've been in the contest for so long. You deserve, I thought Parra were the better team. Then when Cleary comes up with that play, you're like, <laughs> oh, no. Man, you're sitting there at the end. I'm sitting at home <clears throat> and saying, he's got to, like, nail this, which you're going to have certain doubters out there. But you're thinking about Nathan Cleary. He's practiced consistently, consistently over his, I don't know, his short kicking game, his kicking game, it doesn't matter. Like He's just, he hit that ball so sweet. He knew exactly where he was going to kick it out in, in the touch. But yeah, look, back on Parramatta, I think they come a long way, even continue on from last year, how they get into the grind where they can fall out of it, but they stayed in it. And they stayed in their process. You know, the whole second half, like you said, there was no break for what, 15 minutes, 11, 11 to 15 minutes. There was no stoppages at all. So for Parramatta to get there and continue to go on and, you know, not be out of the fight, they've always been in it. I don't know, like previously you would have seen them just tinker away and not not be, you know, mentally strong to stay in there as a team. Well, well, their discipline let them down and that's what brought Penrith back into the game. Mm. It, you look at late in the first half, couple of penalties, ill discipline, Penrith go down and score and, and that's what it came down to. But Mate, there were so many moments in that game that were that were key. There, there was Gutherson, a one-on-one -on -one tackle with James Fisher-Harris after he kicks through. Kicked and regathered oh, the big fella. Like, that was awesome, mate. For, for Gutherson to be able to stop him completely in his tracks. Like, how strong? Like, how like how does he stop James Fisher-Harris, arguably one of the strongest men in the NRL today? Do you reckon those, <clears throat> speaking of both fullbacks, 
you know, I know Teddy's fit, but those two last night, like it was hard to even score, you know, four pointer with those two at the fullback and Clint and Edwards. So. Yeah, they're they're both so epic and like you said, GR, they get through so much work. I think Dylan Edwards, you know, like he was Mr. Consistent, but he's just taking his game to an elite level and just does it consistently week in, week out. And yeah, he'd probably be spewing with himself with that flick pass late in the um yeah, in yeah, the Yeah, where he's dropped for, Isaac Tango underneath. Yeah, yeah. in the yeah. first uh, half. Was it the yeah. sorry, the second half there? Yeah. So that was probably um, you know, the only mistake other than that, I thought he was close to the best player out there but it was a big moment for Mitch Moses hey to kick that drop goal to win the game and you know they're saying that he's re-signed um, with Paris I think it's a big moment and you know they were questioning his big game ability throughout the week but I think he showed last night I think he kicked for like 700 800 meters and he's got a massive boot yeah I skinny think he, legs I think he kicked for 900 what was it four from four goals and a field goal yeah Th- those are the pressure moments, and yeah. that's that's why he's paid the big bucks. I want to just get your thoughts on um, the Borlo incident. Sent for 10, I don't think anybody could argue with that. I, I believe Brad Arthur in his post-match press conference is willing to accept that. What about the Mitch Kenny one? Do you think that was um, like a, a square up, or, or, or do you Me think... Me personally, sitting at home, I thought that was just a square up to get it obviously back into the free-flowing kind of thing. So <laughs> there's no doubt Paulo you know, was, he left the ground and it was intent where, you know, you can argue these days players are falling and, you know, you make a contact with the head. So, you know, I've seen people stay on the field for, you know, worse than that. So I th- I don't think it was warranted. Yeah, I think just in today's game and how they're policing shots to the mm. head now, I think he, he had to go. And, like, it wasn't his fault. It was unlucky, right? The guy had had slipped over and then – but I think the thing about it was – the ref said his like arm was coming yeah. up at his head, and that's where he did get sin bin. But it's a big sort of focus point, the whole concussion thing. So I, I think yeah. any hits to the head this year, you're probably just going to get yeah. set I, for ten. Yeah, I didn't see that that bit where you see I saw his arm coming up. I thought it was just like slipping down and hit him on the shoulder. So yeah, that's yeah. what that's what they said, wasn't it, Jimmy? Yeah. When they sent him off, was Ash, that- Ashley Klein said, "I appreciate that." He, oh, I'm paraphrasing yeah. here, but I appreciate the the player is falling. You're rising into contact. Oh, okay. That's what how Ashley Klein viewed it. But again, I think that that's come from the bunker on a review. My only issue with that is I think there was a number of uh, not too dissimilar incidences in that game for head contact that weren't sent to the Simbin. Yep. That were probably more similar to the Mitch Kenny incident than it was to the Borlo incident. Yep. So if we want to be consistent, you got to send those people for ten earlier in the piece because there was a couple of high shots that that happened yeah true uh, and, and i just i, I just mm. want consistency and obviously the the concussion um aspect of it all is is, is really important we've got to look to m- minimize and de-incentivize the the high tackle i.e an immediate punishment but i'm not sure if if that's consistent with what how the game was refereed do, um, do you think that mitch kenny will get suspended for that no yeah, I don't, see, that's I don't, probably yeah. where it lies, I think. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Where it's If he's not suspended, then does it warrant a, a yellow card? I don't know. But, but that said, it's a penalty, no doubt. No doubt. I, I, yeah. think, I think Paramount have a similar set and they kick the field goal anyway. 
But yeah, massive congratulations to to Parramatta and Brad Arthur. Honestly, who'd be a coach? The the, the emotion. <laughs> like, can you can you imagine just being sat there going, "But no, boys, just one set in defence here. That's all." Like, Pen- they turned the ball over. They ran it into the corner. Penrith have got ninety five meters to go. You're thinking, and and they look shot. Yeah. And then Baller comes up they with a good. high shot, and it's like, well, hang on, there's seventeen seconds. Like, surely not. Oh yeah, they've got that two point field goal rule. They bought it in. Nah, not not. And and then Cleary catches it on the wrong side. Yeah, it, then, I didn't think he was going to go and, for it. Well, it looked like because he caught it on the left hand side of his body, he's had to then like pivot back. Campbell Gillard steaming down like a freight train to put pressure on him, and it's like through the eye of a needle. He like, put to, it between to, three of them. Yeah, hey. to, to to even get it anywhere near on target, he mm. has to thread it through the eye of a needle. <laughs> not even including the fact he's got to put it 40-odd metres and get it through the, mm. the post. Like, it, it was an incredible moment for I heard, him. I heard someone ask him, I think it was after the game, I might have been <clears throat> in an interview, but they said, oh, do you practice it at home? Like, in well, at training, obviously, at, you know, different circumstances around the field. He said, no, I'll just stick to my process. So anybody out there who's, like, coming through as, as a kicker or, you know, a natural kicker, that's all. I think that's a key element. Stick to your process, no matter the circumstances. And then, <clears throat> you know, you hear the great goal kickers talk about that. doesn't matter where the ball is on the field. If you stick to your process, well, you're 99% going to kick it right, right? Yeah. Well, if you're not, <clears throat> well, then that's when it that's when that counts. That's when people remember you for. Yeah. It, that's what I've been doing wrong for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You know what, GI? It's what's relevant to the task. Yeah. The task is to kick the field goal. The, all the external distractions, they're just external. The task is kick the field goal. Yeah. Mm. Well, he just sticks to his process. Yeah, yep. yeah it's, um, it's really important. But like we said, we thought that was the moment that was going to be the game-defining moment. But uh, Mitchell Moses had other ideas. Now, his uh, contract has been uh, finalized, we hope. But there was uh, a couple of rumors flying around this week. Uh, let's have a listen to... Uh, how that rumour about the Roosters came about. A couple of weeks ago, I'm not going to name names because you're going to keep pressing me, so they don't even bother asking. But a couple of weeks ago, I was speaking to someone at a club about Mitchell Moses and they were frustrated with what was going on the sale. Mate. Which club? I'm not going to. Did I just tell you not to <laughs> ask me about where or what or who? Just stay out of it. Let me t- tell my story. Anyway, this person said, let's start a rumour. Let's see how long it takes for it to get out that, that Mitchell Moses and the, the Roosters are trying to get Mitchell Moses. I just laughed. I said, yeah, look, you know, go with it. See, let's see. So this club or this person decided to continue uh, the narrative about Mitchell Moses and the Roosters. That was a couple of weeks ago. Through social media or? No, no, I just think word of mouth. So on Monday night, I'm sitting there at home getting the kids' lunches ready for school and I get a text message late at night and uh, I get a text message about Mitchell Moses and the Roosters. I start laughing. It's only taken a couple of weeks. So I've called my work the next morning. I said, listen, if there's rumors doing the rounds about Mitchell Moses and the Roosters, just stay away because it's... It's all been, it's just a big joke. The next, that <laughs> night, it ended up on 360. Now, how's Nick going to react to this when he mm. hears? Well, I, I, look, I'm not saying that Isaac didn't hear it along the way and then decided that this is a great way to uh, Did, continue the, the, the narrative around his client. Could have put out the fire, but decided, you know what, I'm staying warm with yeah, this. Yeah, well, so. I'm sure that's what happened. But it started mm. by a club thinking it'd be funny to see if anyone would take the bait. Lads, what do you think? I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It's, what, why go around and start? saying that stuff, like there's only one person that it hurts at the end of the day, and that's Mitchie Moses. Mm. You know, he wants to go out and just perform, but he's got all this external stuff. I think we spoke about a few weeks ago about keeping behind closed doors, whatever negotiations are. 
Jimmy, you'll fire up. What a couple of little bitches they are. No, that's true. What, what two little bitches? But, but like, no, I'm sorry, Woodsy. I'm with right, you. No, you know what, you. wait. In the world of mental health, how's Moses been these past couple of days? Mate, like, in terms of having weeks. to put out fires and, you know, oh, are you leaving? Do you think that helps him? No because you, you two want to start a rumour, you little bitches. I reckon Like, yeah, what, what an absolute joke. disgrace. I hate gossipers. Like, they piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love when you get fired up, hey. Yeah, probably him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I said I'm not saying that because I think he got played the air straight away after, <laughs> after that. The mum and my sister at home. <laughs> Gossiping. <laughs> they, they do like a gossip. Um, obviously, probably I, I shouldn't have used the language that I did. And look, I, I think when it, when it comes down to it, I had some more time to think about this. And I just think for them to enter into a conversation of let's start a rumour. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that's really unprofessional. Like, we, we know that games get played in negotiations and managers will bring the client along on the journey. Like, you know, we're just going to test the market. We're going to put it out there. But let's say a club official starts a rumour. Now, whoever he goes and tells, Club X goes, that representative goes, hey, I've heard the roosters are in for, for Mitchie Moses. Well, it's almost like Chamas is surprised that it's come back to him. Well, of course it's going to come back to him because people are going to go, oh, I heard from Club X that mm-hmm. they reckon the rooster's in for him. Unfortunately, with this, they've told that it was just made up, a started rumour, but not everyone's going to hear that. You know, people will be starting to question Luke Keery Quir- and, um, and Walker now. And, yeah. you know, and, and you know what everyone will throw around? That, and this is what really annoys me about rumours. I've heard this before. Like, I, you know, I've spoke to my mum and my sister and they've said something and they go, oh, yeah, but you know what? There's no smoke without fire. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but That's true, I'm telling though. you, it's, it's not true. true. Yeah, but there's no smoke without yeah. fire, is there? And you're like, oh. And, and this is this is something that, you know, oh, well, oh, maybe the roosters are looking for another half. Then it comes back on the roosters. Yeah, like yeah, salary yeah. Cap, and right? then And then yeah. Luke start, oh, yeah. or the Semi Luke start, start yeah. wigging out like, oh. Am I safe? As a player, you hear that. And then, you know, they probably go and ask Robbo or so uh, say they, Nick and say, what, what's the go here? And they go, nah, it's nothing. But you're like, where has it come from yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. It just, oh, well, sh- it just shows that stuff that comes out of the media, you just can't, yeah. believe, you well, can't they, believe it until well, it's confirmed. Well, they don't see the ripple effect yeah. that they have it, especially for this club official. Like, mm. where does it give him a right to do that there? It's really irresponsible for that yes. club official. Yes. Really irresponsible. And, it, and it's disappointing like, yeah, look, I get that there's games that get played, but to use Mitchell Moses, a player that's not at your club, mm-hmm. and the, the ripple effect and the direct consequences, that this club official will have known would have come from this. Like, the act of surprise that it's come back around, it's come full circle. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course it has. Because <clears throat> this, is, this is rugby league and people talk. This is what you do. This is what happens. But, full circle. Like, I think for Mitchell, it's, it's pleasing that this now is sorted for him. Yeah, I really like what Parramatta have done. They've tied up him, Brown, yeah. Utherson, and Hodgson. So that's... Next two years. That, that's, a, that's a great spine yeah. to, to build a team around. They've got great front rowers in Barlow, Regan Campbell-Gillard. So the middle of the field is sorted. Hopgood now is playing out yeah. his skin. So the the now the narrative shifts to, hey, Parramatta now, they're, they're fixed. There's no rumours about players moving around. They're fixed in their spine. They've got an opportunity to build a team around that. And the narrative of, 
you know, last week or even two weeks ago, of, oh, para, they could start the season 0 and, 0 and 5. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm so happy that we're not going to have to talk about that. But yeah, they could start the season 0 and 6 or 0 and 7 or 0 and 8. Well, guess what? They're not. So they've got their first win. So I'm happy about that. We can shut that down. And looking at yesterday's game, um, to, to go back to, to Penrith, they've really come back to the pack. But what a, they're a bit off, in my opinion, in their attack. But their defense is so good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think losing Kikau and Appy, you know, they're, they're going to have to play a different style of football. Like they don't have the back rower. Like the back rowers they've got now, they've got Zach Hosking, who had a really good game last night, Luke Garner. Jermaine Salmon, like these guys are smaller back rowers, so they're going to have to play a different style of footy than what they did with Bill. Yeah, Liam Do Martin you, was missing. I was going to say, do you reckon well, Liam, yeah. if Liam Martin played, Penrith would have got over in, the, in those last couple of minutes? If mm. Penrith walk away, or you? No, I think, you know this. These are things you really, yeah. Do you look he, at it that he, way, he, or he's, just, he's a player that makes it makes a huge difference? Yeah, there's nothing taken away from Parramatta because they played exceptional last night, mm. and they, like I said, we touched on before, they stayed in it. Yeah, you you wonder about the yeah the difference that that back row that he could make. Uh, talking of, and well, I'll finish on that on, on this note that um one guy that I've been very critical of um these past couple of weeks and months is Ryan Matheson. I thought he was outstanding last night. Yeah, and I've got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, perhaps it's from an extended preseason. He's firing on all cylinders. I don't know, <laughs> but um, he was he was really good yesterday. It was great. Yeah, yeah. for his first game back. You know, the, yeah, there's signs like when you've been laid off for so long, you come back, you can do all your fitness you want. But until you start doing up, down, running back and forth for yeah. 80 minutes, you know, <laughs> your backside's hanging out before you know yeah. it. So, yeah, he, he was good. It doesn't matter how much conditioning you do <laughs> in the off season. <laughs> Once you start playing, no. it's the same. It, <laughs> we should so, just play more games, yeah, like, more troll games or something. How, how bizarre is it that? First game back and you're like, oh, I'm flying. Oh, I've got, I'm prepared. I'm On ready. And then it's like <laughs> 10 minutes in. You're like, what? We need to do more con. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Welcome back to Footy Talk, everybody. It's me, James Graham, Greg Inglis, and Connor Watson at the Tigers. Show to everybody what they're potentially capable of doing in their last uh, 15 minutes against the Dogs on Sunday, which has brought them to a, a reshuffle going down to the, the to face the Storm in Melbourne. Wakeham will partner Brooks in the halves. Dewey moving to the fullback position. GI, I yeah, know you're... Uh, I don't know. I've just been watching them carefully since they came out. I'm pretty sure everyone else has too. You know, with Brandon Wakeham coming in as a halfback to pair Luke Brooks as another halfback, you know, Luke Brooks isn't known to to be that big voice in attack. You know, he's he's shown it over a number of years. So I'm just want to know how would that work? That combination will he go back to six or we use Brandon Wakeman as a Wakeman as a running five eight? But putting Dewey back to fullback, I don't think is the case. I, I don't think that's the answer they should be doing. That ten minutes that they put on last week, did they hit the panic button and say, "Oh, this is how it's going to work. Are we going to do this here?" How long will it go for until they realise that maybe it's not and they left one of their best players, if not their best player, out? Most in creative line. attacking for Exactly. You, you're yeah. talking about Dan Laurie. Dan, Dan, Dan Laurie. Yeah. Like, Lightning Quake, as fast as he is, but he's the one who's making the dents in, in him. Adam Dewey's at 5'8", was probably doing a little bit too much playing overhand because maybe he wasn't getting support from his teammates to do do what they needed needed to be done. 
look, I'm I'm not there. I can only comment what I've seen and how how would that work? And if it does work, how long will they realise? Like I said before, until they realise it's not working, do we go back and reshuffle around again? Like I know they they want to try different things, but leaving probably the their best player out of the first couple of what four rounds or three rounds up until now. So I don't know what what are your thoughts on it, Connor? Yeah, I think that very early to be to be changing the spine, and I agree with you on Laurie. I think he's their best attacking player. Like he's their most dangerous guy with the ball in his hands. But the thing for me is all preseason, it was Laurie versus Staines for the fullback spot. Like I don't even know how many reps Adam Dewey would have got at fullback in the preseason. And then how many reps Brendan Wakeham would have got at six. So, you know, their attack, it looked good for that 10 minutes, but it has been clunky all year so I think they needed to make some sort of change but yeah I don't know how many like how fluid that spine's going to be because these players are in new spots well for me they they still need to play off Appy so they they still need to get used to playing off Appy and the one guy that the penny seemed to have dropped with was Dane Dane Laurie you know you look back to that game against Newcastle it's Appy to Laurie or Laurie to Appy like they were two that seemed to be on the same page. It's like a reaction from them. Like, you fall back and yeah, read the hook. Laurie, speed, yeah. bang. Dewey's not the quickest bloke in the world by his probably own admission. He's good. He'll be at the back. You know, he'll be a good organizer, good talker. You know, if he's got three on two out the back, he'll execute that. But for me, the Tigers' focus, how are we going to learn to play off Api Coruscant? Should be around the middle. Yeah. Like he did at Penrith. Bring the, in well, the well, middles he, on. Bring in the middles on. Yep. That deception, Creative. even in the last 10 minutes, there was a change in personnel, but it was a change in how they started to play. They started to come through the rook. And for me, Dane Laurie is the best exponent with his speed and his guile and his deception and his ability to make half breaks. That's Then it's like, okay, well, we need to go with those two. For me, I, I think Dane Laurie's harshly done by not to be straight back mm. into that starting spot and Again, it comes down to well, we've got him on the bench. We're going to wait to inject him, whether or not it's a fitness thing or not. I, I don't know. Well, but, <laughs> but where do you put him then when he comes off the bench? Like, are you, well, are he's going to play him at thirteen. Like, well, you're going to have to move. Well, he's, no, he's a four. No, I do well. You'll yeah. move Dewey back. Like you'll move Dewey back. Not not back to fullback, but back into center five eight. Because mm. then that's just a whole big shuffle that comes with. Well, that's one this, change. Well, right? that's what I mean. Like I I don't know and. Well, it raised alarm bells for everyone, I think, in rugby league world. Round one, they left their captain on the bench for, what, 60-odd minutes? Played only, yeah, you know, 20-odd? I, I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know what's going on out there. But having pressing the panic button right now is not the answer. No, it's not. I, I think, again. We can only see how it goes. Yeah. I, again, how long? Yeah. For, and will for me, work? they've got to learn how to play with Apicorus. Yeah. I've been saying that for, for weeks now. Yeah. yeah. Because it seems like eight out of ten times he hops out, there's no one there, right? He well, jumps out, he's like looking and… Well, he did a full 360. They were attacking the dog's line last week. He's jumped. No one's there. He's doing a 360. Still no one's there. And it's like, they're almost but like, what, why don't you give us the ball? It's yeah. Like, no, no, no. We're, I'm going here. you got to forget mm-hmm. that shape. We're going to flood. There's an opportunity being created, which I think it does take time. And I, I get the the frustration of people watching you've got to be there or thereabouts. You've, yeah. you've got to be looking to practice. To, to, he's the best player. He's the marquee. He's, the, he's their man. They've got to build their team around him and players have got to realise that 
mm-hmm. when Appy goes, like, what, why wouldn't you want to take advantage of no, having exactly. arguably the best hooker in the game? Yeah, it's got me scratching my head. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> um, boys, a little bit of a, I don't know if it's banter. Normally, it's what happens on the field stays on the field. Royce Hunt was uh, a bit fired up after coming up against Corey Horsburgh. Have we got the audio for that, Charlie? Yeah, let's have a listen to Royce Hunt in his uh, midweek press conference. I've never seen a front row high behind a halfback, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't just hold me in and push me over and not expect anything. Um, it's a bit upset about that. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It's rugby league. We'll get on with it and bash him next game. You think it's that was poor form? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, as Ricky Shield says, he's a weak gut of dog, but... <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll get him next game. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Did that backfire? I don't think Fitzy was happy. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but actually, we spoke to uh, Emma Lawrence yesterday. Yeah. And she said you know, the context of that is Braden Hamlin, Hamlin Wale before the press conference was like, make sure you ask him. <laughs> really? So I think, oh, I think oh, Royce Hunt was a little bit fired up. But, the um, boys must be into Braden it. Braden was like, yeah, yeah, ask him, see what he says. So he. He he's stoked the fire, knowing his mate is gonna is ready to go off. But <laughs> have, have you guys ever had any anything trickle from the field to, to off the field or no <clears throat> no? I've my old man said what happens on the field stays there. It doesn't doesn't really matter. And look on the field, I've had some really good battles, and I just you know left them uh, around. So in terms of a, a beef, a beef and a little bit of beef with somebody. There's only one person that I've, you know, that's that's been out there, and this bloke been under my skin for that for a long time. And after this incident, him and I were roommates in the Australian, oh. <laughs> in, the, in the Australian side. So look, look but like I said, we it, it was Bo Scott. It was Bo yeah. Scott. It was Bo Scott. And anyone who's played against him, he's that little niggler and all that there. But this is origin, like and. I don't know. <clears throat> I remember him being on the ground on my back and he ended up putting little elbows and that in my throat and grabbing the face and it's been happening all game. And, you know, you just you just let it go because I'm not going to be backed up on worrying about that there little incident. But this one incident, I just went, yeah, that's it. And that was enough. That was enough. Like, I, I've had enough. <laughs> 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 I'm being pushed over here. But then, like, like I said, after, after that there, like, we let things, I let things cool down. I'm not sure about him, but went straight in Aussie camp and, <laughs> we, we were roommates. So. Did you ever talk about it when you oh, were roommates? We just laugh. We just actually yeah. laugh, you know. So, but in terms of like things taken away from the footy field, nah, I'm I'm not one like that because I don't want to be caught up in that nonsense. And I've got bigger, bigger and better things to worry about yeah. than that. So that was the only fight I've I've had on on a footy field. So you know, I'll, I'll let the footy do the talking. But this, <laughs> yeah, play against Bo Scott and or play with him, you know, he can be a little niggler and keep. Provoking you and provoking you, and yeah, you got the better of me. So, do, do you reckon after that, though, Greggy, if you'd have been asked, say, like post game or, well, not even post game, like the emotion out of the 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 Canberra Canola game are gone. This is midweek. I mean, if I got asked that midweek, I wouldn't even touch on it. Yeah, what, like you'd have brushed over it. Yeah, so just yeah, what was said, what what was done, what was done, like. Did you see? There. It's another thing. So it happened on the field. Stays there. Yeah. Did you see yeah. um, Corey's reply? No. Yeah. Did the, you see uh, the story? The, the, the post. I have like an Instagram story, and it was oh, him holding, holding a baby, a, and then putting his face on it. Face on it? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> you, oh yeah, actually, like I'm not not in it, but if I was, yeah. <laughs> then they come back as uh, glad you find glad it. glad you saw Daddy score two. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was. I mean. So it, it, <laughs> I mean, is this a new thing? Yeah, per- that, but yeah, perhaps it is. Perhaps it is. Mate, I like I, I enjoyed it. I love it because I remember Chief and Spud used to go at it all the time mm. when they played. Front rowers going at it head to head. Maybe it's something we need to see in the game. It's like, oh, this is gonna be a good matchup. Yeah, right? like from a fan's perspective, yeah. I think yeah. it's um I think it's really cool. Jimmy, you, surely you had a few run-ins. Uh, yeah, a couple. Without the, like, we, we, without the refs. Yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> we, well, well, I remember remember with Sam, like there was like a random, like not even the, the Good Friday ones, it was like a random game and we were just at each other. Yeah. He's come to give me over the head and I've sort of raised the boot up at him and we're kicking off and then he had a bee in his bonnet, like, I was like, Bear, just you think you can't be tackled? Like you're allowed to be tackled. Oh, he was like, saying yeah, that. yeah. He was like, it was like, I was like, you, you know, you are allowed to be tackled. And just having a bit, and then, yeah, at the end of that game, I remember that. At the end of that, that game, like, <laughs> yeah, he, he he remembers it as well, and he always takes the mick out of me for it. I'm like, and I think at the end of that game, Salsa in like a huddle. I was like, I'm not waiting for these guys, boys. We're going. Yeah. We're not shaking hands here. We're off. And then Birds is kind of come. I'm like, nah, mate, go away. <laughs> but, like, you know, we're, we're good mates. But I believe Royce Hunt and Corey Horsburgh, they, they've they played together at uh, Mounties, I believe, as well. So they, they know each other to, oh, an ex- to, to an extent. But, <laughs> I, I, yeah, for, for me and Sam, obviously, it was, um, we put that to bed like well we didn't care it was do- like it was done you know and I was asked about it later that week yeah. like oh man it's just yeah it's the just emotion that- of the game whatever yeah. blah 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 and it, it could be that new generation thing now where it's like well I'm going to be vocal about the the beefs and it's good from a from a media perspective and and hype for the game but the coaches will, I I know yeah, I, I reckon Stuart and Fitzgibbon will we'll be hating, hating this it. like hating what it. would it drag out for yeah. two old school players yeah yeah, they're, they're the ones that will just be that they, they won't they won't see the funny side to this. That they won't see the funny side to this. And I believe they play each other like round 24, 25 into in September. That's close to the playoffs. And both of those coaches, if they're in the fight, which you know the the two teams that have the potential to be top four, top eight, that they won't won't want this distracting them and potentially costing them one of their players uh, a suspension because oh well why did you do that well he put this picture of me on social media as a baby or I oh, he said this to, yeah um but it makes for great hype in the build-up to canberra canola everyone's got that mark Boys, tell you, they've some, they've some really good stories this this, this podcast yeah <laughs> this chat yeah, uh, yeah, two blokes that won't be happy. Uh, I think that'll buy, that will just about <laughs> wrap us up, guys. Uh, big six again, but uh, yeah, great to talk. Um, have a great weekend, lads, and thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. Thank you.